What is up, beautiful people, and welcome back to a new episode of the Connect podcast. This is the platform that explores stories of purposeful life lived across and in between cultures and celebrating our common existence and humanity. I am your host, Ghali, and every single week I'll come on here to speak to you guys about some life things or sit down with a guest to speak about things like identity, culture, lifestyle, and purpose. On this week's episode, we're going to be having a chat about 2020. And I know, guys, we said that we were going to leave that in the past. We want to forget about it. But I think that we would be doing ourselves a great disservice if we just forgot about the entire year. The year that taught us so much about ourselves, so much about humanity and the world. For me, it brought a lot of learning and I'm going to be going through the five big lessons that I took away from 2020 and I would love 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 for you guys to hit me up on social media Instagram Twitter the handle is at Qaliqid it's in the descriptions and I want to hear about the lessons that you learned in 2020 what you will be taking into 2021 Because whether we like to admit it or not, there is always good and bad in the good and bad. And I want to hear about your story. I think I'm going to start really, really simple. Like the Greek philosopher Plato once said, I am the wisest man alive, for I know one thing, and that is that I know nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't know anything, whether it be about COVID or how people are genuinely feeling. It's just been really interesting to see the sort of narrative that has been perpetuated and how people are using the word unprecedented all the time. In the history of humankind, this isn't unprecedented. There have been plagues, there have been pandemics. This isn't very um, novel. But what this time has been is unexpected. That I can agree with. And when how we see the world, how we live and move, when that is sort of shaken and life is turned on its head, that is very scary. That brings a lot of anxiety And a lot of us sort of rush to trying to figure it all out and trying to come up with answers. And I think that personally, for the first time, I haven't actually sat down and really thought about 2020, like really processed it because I don't know anything. Here I am. I'm a biomedical scientist. I'm a public health professional. I understand pandemics. I understand viruses and bacteria and all of these things. All of these numbers, they mean something in my head. Yet, this is the first time, especially as someone who has made, you know, my opinions and my thoughts and my ideas very, I've sort of laid them bare online for like over a decade at this point. And so it's sort of come to a point where last year I was like, you know what, I actually don't know anything. We're all trying to find answers in a time that's just very up in the air. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I want to focus on the things that I can control. And in the here and now, 
those are things like what I'm actively doing every day, spending time with the people around me, focusing on the near future, things like that. And that leads me to the second thing that last year reaffirmed for me. It didn't really teach me, but it definitely reaffirmed. And that is about perspective. Zooming out of the micro and into the macro of life. Life is short, nothing is guaranteed, and unfortunately we will lose people that we love. Those aren't truths that are specific to any group of people in the way that they look or believe or where they're from. That is a universal truth. And when we are faced with such scary, uncertain times, our impulse is very fight or flight, right? It's very much trying to rush through everything, trying to not feel it, trying not to process it, just trying to survive. But sometimes we do need to lean into the discomforts and the uncertainties because In a way, they're there also to teach us something. And for me, faith is a cornerstone in my life. I'm Muslim. I follow the religion of Islam. And there's a chapter in the Quran, chapter 93. It's called Al-Duha, or translated to the morning. And this chapter takes us through understanding that life is always going to be in a state of flux, you know, that we'll always have darkness, but there will always be better times coming, that the rough times are not something to discourage us, but rather that because we know that the sun will rise tomorrow, that there's always hope, that as long as we're living, there's another day to seize. And I think that last year was a perfect example of that. It would be an absolute lie, I think, if any of us said that it wasn't a time where we at least learnt one thing or that we felt like we grew in a certain way. And that's also what this chapter talks about, is that when we are presented with another morning, when we wake up in the morning when so many people didn't get the chance to, we're being blessed with an opportunity to learn and to grow, to do good, to stretch ourselves, to help ourselves become that much closer to an evolved version of ourselves. And I think that it's so easy for us to compartmentalize our experiences in this life as being just good or just bad. But there are plenty of good times that have led to bad moments, and there are plenty of bad experiences that we've taken good from as well. How about if we actually led life from a place of experiencing the spectrum of richness that it can give us rather than just wanting to make sense of every little thing and put it into a box? And so with this newfound perspective or reaffirmation of how short life is, a lot of people took a leap of faith, guys. Like the number of people that opened businesses and took their passion projects seriously, the number of people that quit their job in the middle of like increasing unemployment rates, the number of people that, you know, were just like, I don't want to wait to marry you. I got married. Oh my goodness, the romantic in me died. 
it's just one of the most incredible things to see people take that leap of faith and determine what they want their futures to look like. And it reminds me of this story. There was a Bedouin man who left his camel without tying it to a tree or to a place where the camel wouldn't be able to get away from. And the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, asked him, why don't you tie down your camel? And the Bedouin man answered him, I put my trust in Allah as an I trust put my trust in God. And the prophet then replied to him, you tie your camel first and then you put your trust in Allah. As in, when we take our first steps into whatever novel things that we want to get into, yes, have faith. Understand that there are certain things that we don't have the answers for and we just take on faith. But also understand that we have a responsibility to not be idle and actually do the work, to actually take action and then leave the rest to faith. Especially last year, there were so many things that were going on, especially when it came to race relations, especially when it came to the sort of societal ills that increased because of COVID lockdown. And a lot of people sometimes get very overwhelmed when things are looking really, really bleak and they're just like, well, what's the point? The point is this. This life is for living. It is not for just throwing your hands in the air and being like, I have given up. So what you do is you tie your camel first as in you do the work that is needed. You roll those sleeves up and you do what needs to be done. And then you leave everything else that is out of your control up to faith. And that really ties into the third thing that I learned, which is doubling down on oneself and the power of saying no. Now there is a quote by Rumi that goes a bit like this. Don't be satisfied with stories. How things have gone for others. Unfold your own myth. I found myself last year losing out on an opportunity where I would have moved to the other side of the world again and done something that would have been really, really cool because of coronavirus. Everything sort of shut down in the world. And being in a position where I'd been unemployed at that point for about nine, ten months, that was a bit of a disheartening moment because I was like, well, if the entire world is shutting down, then what am I going to do? But then as the year went on and I started focusing more on myself, focusing more on the things I enjoyed, actually working and being proactive and networking and creating, there was a new found self-assuredness in my own skills where I was just like, there is no one that can tell me anything. We may be in a pandemic, but me? No, I got this. And there was an opportunity that came by. There was an interview that I had for a job. And the feedback that I got was that I had gotten the job. They really liked me. But then all of the fine print, logistics and salary and benefits and all of those grown up things were not looking right, you know? So I did a little bit of negotiating. Negotiating has never been anything that I'm comfortable with. But hey, it's 2020. There's a pandemic. We're all uncomfortable. Being in discomfort helps you grow. So we're growing out here negotiating like a grown up. And they were basically not budging. So I was just like, you know what? Then I say no. 
And I think that that's the first time in my adult life where I properly doubled down on myself like, y'all have lost your minds. And Oprah Winfrey once said, it is confidence in our bodies, minds, and spirits that allows us to keep looking for new adventures. I was like, this may be a no, and I may quote-unquote from the outside look like I'm losing out on something, but do you know how many cool things that I've been able to do this year just simply because I was rejected somewhere else or I said no to an opportunity? It just gives me more confidence to look inward and be like, you know what? I've got an entire galaxy within myself that wants to do incredible things. We gots to do it. And in the words of the great Beyonce Knowles, do you know who the I is? We need to keep this podcast clean so there's no swearing on it. (laughs) But it is a testament of radical self-love when we bet on ourselves and we bet on a better future, even when it doesn't make sense to people. Because I know that people always got their opinions, but listen to me. You need to make decisions that resonate with the core of who you are, that actually bring you peace, that you're not anxious over. They may be uncomfortable because change is uncomfortable, but ensure that when you're making decisions that you're making them for you, that you're making them because it is the best thing for you. Which brings me to the next point. Guys, joy, happiness, taking care of ourselves, that should be a priority if it isn't in your life. Taking stock of the little things, celebrating ourselves, taking those small wins. When the entirety of last year was sort of overshadowed by such bad news, like there were moments where people got good news and they were just like, I can't talk about this with anyone. Why not? It may actually show someone that like, oh, it's not that bleak because everything online looked really bleak. Joy and happiness should be a priority. And I may not watch parks and recreation that much, but treat yourself is a motto for life. I don't care. And with joy, you're deciding that in spite of everything that is thrown at you, You still deserve that moment of lightheartedness. And that is an act of self-love and preservation. I was speaking to a friend some weeks back and she had told me that there was like a reality show that she was watching. And I was just like, oh goodness, really? Is that what we're doing? And then I actually took that back. I was just like, you know what, girl? Watch all of the terrible, terrible reality TV that you want. Because if that is your lighthearted moments that, you know, bring you a little bit of joy, then you know what? Go and do it. Because joy helps build resilience. It reminds us of the things that are worth surviving for. It gives us that light at the end of the tunnel. It gives us purpose. And during this pandemic, I really did make it a habit to steer away from too much negative news. And I really did lean into the things that ultimately bring me joy, which is creativity. I also spent a lot of time looking back at photos of moments and the people that I love smiling and having a great time. Thank God for TikTok because that, honestly, the funniest people on TikTok. And no matter what age you are, you're going to find something for yourself. So I, I learned about making candles on TikTok and it wasn't from like a 20 year old. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> I watched old comedy specials and some of my all-time favorite movies. I took the time to actually call up the people that I care about and spend like an hour on the phone with them, although I'm not like a phone call person. It needed to be done. And so, guys, rest and take refuge. Pray, meditate, be present in your bodies, seek therapy and support groups if you need to. This isn't just about self-care, you know, the constant trauma that people go through and the stress affects our bodies by releasing the stress hormone cortisol, which if, if and when it's elevated can contribute to heart disease and a compromised immune system. It affects our minds and it can also affect our genetics. So unplugging, stepping away, closing off the world for a day is sometimes necessary for our survival. And you should never feel guilty for taking care of yourself because your joy and your life matter. Your existence is resistance and leaning into those little moments just to make you smile is so important. And that leads me to the last lesson that I learnt. Guys, guys, in the words of Bruce Lee, always be yourself and have faith in yourself. Do not go out and look for a successful personality and try to duplicate it. You need to show up as yourself. No editing, no humility. Because what I've come to realise is that, listen, humility is great but don't dim your magic. Live loudly and fully. No fading, no muting, no editing. The whole you deserves to be honoured. That's freedom, and you should feel at home in your own skin. And I guess that that also connects to what I'd mentioned before about perspective. Recognising that this life, that time, it's not infinite. And one day we won't be here. And all that's going to be left here is how we made people feel and what we did, our legacy. And I think that in a world of seven plus billion people where even identical twins can be so different, it's almost blasphemous for us to not be our whole selves. There's a fine line between modesty and lack of self-worth. Celebrate yourselves, guys. Remember your achievements and be proud of them. Recognize the hard work you've put in. Understand that you are worthy and you're here and it wasn't by chance. Be all of you. Make sure that the humility that you exert isn't in fact an excuse for withdrawing from taking your God-given place in this world. Just to stay comfortable in your safe space. Be loud and bold and unapologetically you. Because being humble can easily become being invisible. And that is a huge tragedy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I look forward to seeing all of your lessons from 2020 on Instagram and Twitter. Hashtag the connect and tag me at Qaliid, Q-A-L-I-C-I-D. It's down in the description and I want to hear all about your stories. So have a wonderful week and I'll speak to you guys again next Wednesday. Bye.